podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This is our year-end show with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. And we're starting to get more and more reaction to our new exclusive premium after the Paracast podcast. Now imagine saying that five times fast. What we do in After the Paracast is we attempt to be politically incorrect. (laughs) We just say things that are on our mind, like last week I was talking to Chris about something where I'm sure some people would object when I said, gee, how do they do fact-checking of oral traditions? Which may sound like nonsense, although I think there was something reasonable about it, which is, of course, if you're passing down something that you want to be conveyed accurately from generation to generation over the years, how do you verify that what they're saying is correct? It represents the original story, whatever it is. It's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? Yeah. So that's what we call oral tradition fact-checking. Now, having said that, I think we're going to really hear it from people. Now, speaking of hearing it from people, it's an interesting contrast here. We had, again, Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark, and she is really a really nice lady, very loyal to her purpose, which is to collect fascinating stories, especially about sky people, possibly interactions with advanced beings in ancient times. And she goes to these various indigenous peoples and she gets the stories and she writes them down. She doesn't sit there and grill the person. You know, that doesn't help. Obviously, she can't take every nuance of that story and see if she can fact check that story, because we're talking about something that might have happened generations ago hundreds or thousands of years ago. Look at the story, look at the consistency of stories from person to person to see if there may be something there that at least indicates the possible presence of unusual creatures or beings or people or whatever in those ancient times. Now, the first time we had her on, we got really hit by our listeners saying, you know, this is not scientific. It's just folklore. But this time, I think they were more prepared to accept her for what she is. Right. So was I. (laughs) The first, I mean, I I just, you know, being out in the field uh, for many years uh, off and on, I've really been a stickler for getting as much detail and writing down dates, times, descriptions, duration, location, any number of uh, 10 to 12 different data points that I try to include in every every report that I, I investigate. And uh, it just was very frustrating for me to find out that she's in a town where a snowplow operator, for instance, picks up an alien (laughs) and uh, she's in the same town. Well, man, it would sure be nice to get a date, a time, uh, you know, a location, all that sort of thing. And and, uh, so I I was a little frustrated uh, when she was here uh, her first time here. But um, I just kind of. Went along with the flow here this uh, this past show, and uh, it was very enjoyable listening to her stories and and you know kind of dovetailing them with some of the information I've you know gleaned over the years uh, from that part of the world down there, and I just I found it fascinating. She's really sweet, and you know you just got to squash my natural tendency to to really dig and and you know obviously want want to find out more. So we just sat back and had a nice. Uh, a nice time listening to uh, some of the very fascinating accounts. The one about the 
the kid finding the uh, the little alien dressed up in a metal suit. That <laughs> pretty pretty cool stuff. If it's you know if it's legit. Well, the thing to bear in mind here is that there are all sorts of unusual things that may have happened many years ago, and even more recent events. Most people to whom these things happen don't always go rush to the police department or call the Air Force or look for the neighborhood MUFON representative. They kind of set it down. They kind of, if it hasn't really harmed them, they just realize they have a nice story to tell. But if we're talking about oral tradition, that's another thing where something is so significant that a tribe is going to make an effort to record all that information verbally to make sure that future generations know what happened. But they're interpreting that event with reference to their culture and experience. So we may not even remotely be seeing what actually happened to them. It's kind of like a campfire story. And that brings us back to someone like a J.C. Johnson, who also tells lots of campfire stories. (laughs) And also we get criticized for J.C. Johnson. But I think people who listen to the Paracast regularly know that not every week are we going to just sit there and grill guests over every different issue. Sometimes we have to sit back and just take it in. Right. And maybe learn from it. And maybe if it isn't literally true, there may be something there to understand. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. (laughs) But there you go. Dr. Artie Sixkiller Clark. She must have been fun in class, though, with these stories to tell. Oh, yeah. She's a very plain-spoken woman. You kind of think an academic is someone who knows how to pile on the esoteric jargon. No, she's used to talking to regular people and it right. tells in what she says and how she says it. Yeah, it's refreshing. So we had fun. It's also good. You know, we're in the holiday season and we have to sometimes just enjoy what's happening. And it's kind of funny, too, how the holiday brings out different people. And I won't mention the name, but one of our early forum members who had been banned in our forums four years ago, sent me a message over Facebook and says, look, I'd like to get on the show uh, on and listen to the Paracast again. I'd like to join Paracast Plus, which we'll mention more in, briefly in a moment. That's plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Subscription service after the Paracast, high resolution version of the show, no ads, that kind of thing. Okay. Says he wants to subscribe, but he can't get to the show. So somewhere along the line, On our web server, we banned the IP number with which he connects to the internet for some reason. Don't ask me why. So I fixed that. I removed the ban in the forums. He joined the forums and signed up for a one-year subscription. You're so sweet, Gene. I know. Let me me guess who who you're talking about. (laughs) You can't. I don't think you can because I think he left before you joined the show. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. But he was associated with some of the usual offenders at one time. Well, okay. But, you know, it's like this here. There's been bad blood between the Paracast and other people, either because of me or Chris. And whatever reason there is. me? Hey, there are people who think you talk with marbles in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not. It's chewing gum. Let's get the facts everybody like me. Well, I like you. You mean okay. there's people out there that don't like me? Well, there people out there who don't like me. Boy, I'm going to be have a Sally Fields complex here. Well, that's you Sally's really problem. You like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like you, so that's how it goes. It doesn't matter what other yeah. people think, okay. what they say. But seriously speaking, here, you know, this to me is something we should consider. I don't hold grudges. 
And, you know, if somebody's decided that for whatever reason they disagree with me and they want to disassociate themselves from me, or they don't like the fact that I had financial difficulties over the years and sought some help, that's all right. That's their privilege. But if they came back to me and said, you know what, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's think about the future and the fact that you can't spend your life hating people because it's not healthy. No. And they want to come back and shake hands. I'll shake their hand. I really, you know, don't believe in holding grudges. Unless somebody you know, like really does something harmful, like they steal my money or they, they do something that commits uh, harm to me personally. But, you know, Kick otherwise. Your dog. Huh? Kick your little dog. Oh, I never kick that dog. You want to hug him. He's a kind, you know what he's like, Teddy Berries. He's huggable. He's a cute little thing. Got a heart of gold. Yeah, but if somebody came along and kicked him, I bet you it would take a while for you to bury the hatchet with that guy. Well, that, they kick Teddy Bear. I'd let, I give Teddy Bear permission to bite him or her. Oh, okay. I would. Hey, we have an interesting year-ender kind of show today. We've got a gentleman by the name of Paul Eno, and he is also a fellow broadcaster. And he has a show that he hosts with his son, Ben, called Behind the Paranormal at W-O-O-N 1240 AM over there in Rhode Island. So it's a fellow broadcaster, and we'll be kind of catching up with the year and talking about all sorts of stuff. And this is going to be one of those fun episodes, kind of lighthearted, I hope. But that's the way you end the year. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237.
Time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guy's end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House Freeze Dry Foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products, include real freeze-dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods and receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year case lot sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. <coughs> but don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3, 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. Herbalhealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit Herbalhealer.com and click the specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products herbalhealer.com healing the world with nature one person at a time since 1988 we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the paracast send it to news at the paracast.com that's news at the paracast.com and don't forget to visit our famous paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com we have paul eno here he's one half of the team who does a show called behind the paranormal the last time we had Paul Eno on the Paracast, he was here with his son, Ben Eno. So he's not here with you today. Did he do something bad, or did you tie him up or something, or did he tie you up? The problem is, as they get older, they're taller than you, they're stronger than you, and of course, you can't tie them up anymore. They can tie you up, as I said. Of course, my son is shorter than me, but he's still a pretty robust kid. Well, that's from days of yore. He's uh, in his 20s now, and he's taller than my wife, but not me. No, actually, he's a little bit tied up today. He just became engaged, and uh, it, it was, uh, I believe it was the 12th of December. He was DJing on WERS-FM in Boston, and uh, he just he said, is it okay? He asked permission from the station manager, and he uh, told her to listen, and she kind of suspected, but he, uh, he proposed on the air in front of half oh. of New England. So oh, oh, that's people, were, sweet. people were calling the station. Fortunately for him, she said, yes, she called in tears and said, yes. And they announced it on the air. They were doing a the fundraiser for a charity in Boston there, but it was, it really worked out well. And we're very proud of him. And he's, uh, he's graduating from Emerson. He actually is graduating from Emerson college this month. And that was his last shift on the station. So it was very appropriate and something he'll remember, I'm sure for the rest of his life. Is this a college station? Yes, it's uh, I, I it's um, 
50,000 watts, well, it's probably one of the most popular music stations in Boston, but it is run by Emerson College, yeah. Public radio. Well, congratulations, Ben. Well, wherever he is, I'm sure I'll, I'll pass it on. Well, for those people who didn't tune in to your first appearance along with Ben about five years ago or so, the radio show Behind the Paranormal, how was it conceived? Well, people liked to have me as a guest. I, I suppose you two are no exception, I guess. And um, I suppose it might be because of my longevity in the field, which is either a curse or a blessing. I've never decided. And uh, people said, why don't you have your own show? And then there was a Phoenix-based internet station that contacted us, and on which I'd been a guest many times, and said, why don't you take this slot? And uh, Ben and I said, well, why don't we do it together? Because he was kind of interested in radio. He was 16 at the time. And so we started um, in 08 on, on that uh, internet network there. And then uh, a local uh, Boston Providence station here, AM station, said, well, why don't you do a show for us? once a week so that that's how that began uh it started on saturday mornings you know when absolutely no one in their right mind listens to the radio but then they, they quickly moved us to a monday night slot that we still have so that's drive time so you got a lot of a lot of commuters who are stuck in traffic listening to us so we try not to get them too frustrated uh and then uh, that november of 09 uh cbs contacted us and they had a new part of their network on on three and later four market cities in the u.s uh seattle pittsburgh boston and um i don't even remember um detroit and they um said why don't you take uh, this particular slot and uh, it was sunday nights and we, we developed a pretty big audience from that and then uh the first of january almost a year ago now um in 2014 they canceled that whole part of the network taking us and 15 about 14 other shows with it with it and so uh we but we had developed a pretty humongous audience which now listens to the um 12 a.m broadcast either on mondays or listens to the podcast so that, that's the history of that show and supposedly i mean at our height we had up to three million listeners you know all all told internet podcasts and uh over wow. the air um and the um Monday show now, um, suppose, I mean, certain people, anyone who happens to be listening on a computer who's not stuck in traffic has the jarring experience of actually seeing us as well because they, the thing goes on over webcam from the, the radio station. So I think, you know, we're pretty well, we enjoy it, doing it together. Uh, people say they like the father-son dynamic. Uh, the only problem is that several times we've been approached by TV producers and directors, and just about all of us have, I'm sure, at one point or another. And they always end up saying, we've even done a pilot or two, and they always end up saying, well, first of all, in so many words, the networks say you're too intelligent. All right. That says a lot, doesn't it? And then the other <laughs> thing is, we get along too well. They, they wanted more more sparks. Yeah, the drama. fathers and sons aren't supposed to get along. So, I mean, go figure. So, oh, we're, we're, still, we're still on the air anyway. You're too intelligent and you're too nice. Oh. Let me give you kind of a related story here. And it sounds similar to your story about how you interacted with your son and he co-hosted a show with you. So back in 2002, I went online with a radio show called The Tech Night Out Live. And that's something where we were one of the early internet-based radio shows. And I called my son to help me. 
We had been writing books together, by the way. He was just 16 really? at the time. Yeah, we wrote a series of science fiction novels. He was just 16 at the time. So we decided to have him work with me. And we had kind of an unusual report at that time. I don't know if we still have it, because now he's 28. But at that particular point in time, we had this rather unusual rapport, back and forth, repartee. And it seemed to work, so we did the show together for a few years. And then he, of course, was in college. And finally, he took a semester in Europe, in Madrid, Spain, and fell in love with the country and decided to live there. So we only get to see him like once a year for a few weeks. He might come back eventually. But that's one of the reasons why he no longer does it with me. But I understand the father-son dynamic. And sometimes it works right. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm really happy to know it works so well for you. Does he share the same level of interest in paranormal as you do? Yes, he does. Of course, he grew up with it. And people ask him, well, how did you get interested? He said, well, I listened to 200 of my father's lectures because he would, he would he and his brother would come and sell books at uh, the lecture. They still, still do, really, although Ben is now a co-speaker with me in most of these things. It, all, it really all began when I, I was curious to see if blood relatives had the same reactions in paranormal situations or uh, in paranormal areas where... Um, you know, I, mean, I hate to use the word psychic because it has so much baggage, but you do have a reaction of, of fear or, or curiosity or, or whatever, or, or electrical feeling or what, what have you, as John Zaffis would say. But what I actually did was to take a cousin on a case, and it was very interesting. He, he kind of had similar reactions. And then my older son uh, was a, a little bit interested in it, but he started sleeping with the light on. And I said, this is not going to work. But Ben was another kind of critter. Uh, by the time he was... Uh, Really, uh, I guess the first time he came on a case was like it was like eight or nine, and it was not intentional. It was very, very benign. I would never would have brought him at that age otherwise. And uh, two of his friends came to an herb farm in Connecticut with me, and it was odd. There wasn't anything negative going on. People said there's some interesting things happening. It's an interesting place. He said, "Dad, there are going to be UFOs involved with this case." And I said, UFOs? Well, he said, Nobody said anything about UFOs. And we get there, and one of the first things the woman who owned the herb farm said was, you know, also, as well as seeing these figures and all these different energies and stuff going on, people have seen UFOs. This you know? is the way we do a break. That is a great way to have a segue. Let's find out more about this early paranormal investigation sojourn with Paul and Ben Eno. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at webtv.net. That's Mr. UFO at webtv.net. Find out 
what they don't want you to know. Dr. Wallach has been warning us for decades to take control of our health care and our food supply. Though Foods and Dr. Wallach's Longevity have partnered to help you be prepared. Members of Longevity can now buy Go Foods directly from their personal store. If not yet a member, call 800-648-9753 or on the web at www.storefoodnow.com to get special member pricing. That's 800-648-9753 or www.storefoodnow.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Let me remind you, listeners, we have a premium service now called Paracast Plus. The Paracast Plus gives you benefits for a modest monthly subscription fee. First and foremost, the ad-free version of the Paracast, higher resolution content. So everything is better sounding, even and we have those marginal cell phone connections with some guests. We also have something called After the Paracast, which is our politically incorrect color commentary show. To find out more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot the It tells you how to sign up. A few bucks a month, 
a few more bucks a year, and we welcome your membership. We've got Paul Eno, and he's one half, and we're not going to say if it's a bigger or smaller half, let's call it an equal half of the team responsible for Behind the Paranormal with his son, Ben. And you were telling us, Paul, that you and your son had gone on this early paranormal research sojourn. Yes, I will actually, I will comment that I do weigh considerably more than Ben. But in any case, yes, we did uh, this particular case in the 90s. It wasn't really a case. We did monitor it. Uh, He did mention that UFOs would be involved. And that came out of the blue, and I had no idea what he was talking about. And that was the first inkling that I had, and that people before me had suggested this. I mean, certainly Chris uh, is, is on the same road, and John Keel was people of that nature from the earlier times, that uh, the paranormal is more than just individual incidents involving seeming, you know, seemingly unrelated phenomena. You know, ghosts are in one corner, and Bigfoot and all cryptids and things are in another corner, and UFOs somewhere else and everything. Yeah, but I, actually, uh, I began to suspect after talking to people at this particular site that you've got different energies uh, contributing, I should say the same energies or the same phenomena in the sense of, well, I believe that uh, you get a lot of quantum physics involved in parallel world intersects and things of that kind. It's because that's becoming a more popular opinion now in the paranormal, uh, that that was occurring and that the various phenomena seemingly unrelated were in fact related in that sense. So uh, that was Ben's real uh, first unofficial case, but he was 13 by the time his mom and I decided that it was um, advisable to let him come on more serious cases. And so at the age of 13, which I still thought was a little young, but, but he was on top of it. I'd, I, from that time, I could say I'd have him by my side anytime in any emergency. And I've seen some wild situations, uh, paranormally speaking and otherwise. Level-headed, calm, mature, and he was really great. So he's been my right hand ever since. And now where, wherever his career as a sound engineer will take him, I don't know. Uh, one of his professors told him, it's okay, you have two choices now. It's either Hollywood or uh, New York. However, he's got a possibility in Massachusetts with, with a big name, so we'll see what, what happens. But in any case, uh, I look back on those days as uh, sort of a unique father-son enterprise, and uh, which is still going on, hopefully helping people along the way and finding out a little more about the paranormal. I think it also helps in showing an example of family relationships that don't always work out so well these days. Well, it's funny. People wrote to us. They still do from all over the world saying, gee, you know, you are so lucky. I wish I had something, you know, anything in common with my son. And probably the, the uh, one of the most memorable shows I think we ever did, uh, judging from the reaction, was one we did on the, the AM Boston Province AM station here. And uh, we decided to deal with the subject of, of suicide, particularly teen suicide, because people w- would sometimes... Uh, especially young people would contact us and saying, well, okay, well, if this multiverse thing is correct, the way we interpret it, and it's certainly not all physicists agree that with us, I mean, some major ones do, but yeah, then can't I just, uh, you know, do away with myself, you know, pop up in some better world, you know? Well, first, it really doesn't work that way. And secondly, um, we could not allow the paranormal, particularly our particular view of it, become an excuse for people to kill themselves, all right, obviously. So we did a show on that. The, the reaction was amazing. We had one woman was listening in, listen, listening in the car, 
she was in tears. Her daughter had been listening at home, and she was in tears. They, they had been they hadn't even been speaking to each other, and the daughter had been contemplating suicide. And they just embraced each other, and, and then and and from what we heard, things were better after that. So, I mean, you like to think you make you make an impact that way, but but that that was a um, we really hit a nerve with that subject. The, the, I guess at the time, this is 2010. The uh, suicide rate, according to the Census Bureau. Was was astronomical among young people. As a matter of fact, I believe it was the second most serious, uh, the second major cause of of youth deaths at the time. And I don't think it's much better today. So you have to be very careful what you say about the paranormal. You know, when you have psychics and mediums out there doing their thing, you know, and they paint a rosy picture of the quote of the afterlife, quote unquote. I mean, is this making it easier for people to give up? Here and you know, people have to think of the implications of that. So we like to think that as a father-son team, we've had a little impact, at least with some people in in areas such as that. I'm going to ask you a fast question. Then, do you believe that the concept many people have of what the afterlife is like is an accurate interpretation, or what? Boy, that, that that's a broad question. Well, <laughs> right. I spent uh, I spent ten years in the in the seminaries. I graduated from two, and the last one tossed me the heck out like a year or two before ordination because they didn't like my paranormal work, right? So maybe the church and I both had a lucky escape. I don't know. But in any case, you, you, I've done sort of an unofficial survey, private survey for many, many years in my travels of what people think about that very subject and how they approach their own religion. Now, you don't need to be religious to believe in an afterlife, obviously, but that, that's the, the, the uh, most common path towards such beliefs for most rank-and-file people. And I found that, that people in almost all religions, not just Christianity, but even, even in Judaism or in Islam and all these others, they don't really understand what their own religion teaches about these things. Uh, Roman Catholics in particular, are uh, at least I don't know about now, but are, are not, were not encouraged in my day to, to have theological education, unless they were studying for the priesthood, and then you had to be male. So you have a lot of uneducated people in that and many other religious groups. One possible exception might be the Eastern Orthodox, where a lot of people, male and female, go to the seminary or at least are very interested because they have, maybe it's because they have, at least in this country, a smaller community. So, so that that's one possible exception. But even then, you find people with, with this sort of goofy idea of this, uh, you know, paradise, you know, which... Uh, it just it's it's sort of not really nailed down. It's not very specific. But the um, I'll tell you. I'll give you an example of what um, of what I mean. I went to a funeral in Rhode Island, here where I live, and it was a well known the wife of a well known fellow politician and this sort of thing. The priest was uh, speaking, and he said, "Well, now she has gone to a better place." That's a common term. And she's able to play golf without all the greens fees. And she can go to the clubhouse later and eat all the cake and ice cream she wants and not get fat. So I kind of said, and, and as we were leaving the church, you know, he was out there and I shook his hand. And I said, that is the weirdest eschatology I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. A politician has to be careful about thinking about the yeah. afterlife. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, is there an afterlife for politicians? Well, they have uh, a lot to be worried about. Yeah, well, well, this was a politician's wife. Maybe she was a victim. I don't know. But uh, especially in Rhode Island, it's pretty paranormal, the politics. But in any case, but then I stopped myself and I said, you know, if this multiverse idea that I have is that we have and other, others have is, is correct, 
then indeed we, we're living millions, perhaps billions of parallel lives in which in one or two of which she might very well be have different laws of physics and be able to play go on physics has anything to do with greens fees, but you know what I'm getting at. You know, that all possibilities do exist in concrete form in parallel worlds, you know, if this a version of quantum mechanics is correct and it may might not be it's, it's but, kind of uh, interesting twist you know on the the whole idea of we create our own reality maybe we create our own uh afterlife we well, might yeah, even... actually we actually use that term uh, in initial promotions of the show not that we talked a lot about that we try to be very cerebral in most of our approaches but but of course when you think about that uh it's it's not that you're creating it it's that it's already there and you simply become aware of it in a conscious way rather than a subconscious way. well you create the connection in other words um, yeah well it's already there but somehow but choose a particular one there's there's some process that that you undergo to end up in one one particular uh possibility so perhaps you get the afterlife you want or not well <laughs> paul eno is joining us with gene and chris you're in the paracast unseennow.com proud sponsor of gcn unseen now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure gcn Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-297-0154. That's 800-297-0154. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. That's 800-297-0154. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. 
General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows you can't afford to wait so call 866-91-STEEL lock in your price now call 866-91-STEEL that's 866-917-8335 what good is a big berkey water filter we get that question a lot here at bigberkeywaterfilters.com and in a word the answer is protection Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's Powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. So do you get the afterlife that you wish for, or deserve, or expect? I might put it a different way. I think you make your own bed in the multiverse, and I'll tell you one of the reasons I think that has been some very and and I hate I almost hate to talk about this cuz it sounds like I'm doing the psychic medium thing but that's I don't look at it that way at all if if you're simply open minded hopefully not open headed open minded to these possibilities you do tend to run into things and I've investigated a number of cases involving suicides with with the um information that I gleaned from working in these situations it seemed to me that they were now experiencing worlds of utter aloneness it's kind of like be careful what you wish for because to me and and i have a personal experience with suicide of of a very dear loved one and it took me a long time to talk about this too especially on the air was i was present when my father committed suicide and i was seven years old needless to say it was probably the defining moment in my life and people very often who do this uh i i I'm sure, end up in worlds of absolute aloneness because that's what suicide is. Now, barring psychiatric issues, or my father, I was told, had a brain tumor that affected his behavior. So, okay, barring that, deliberate acts of suicide, I think, are the acts of ultimate acts of selfishness. Maybe I'm too harsh or wrong about that, but I think you get what you wish for and you. I mean, what is the multiverse and what is our life in it? It's it's just part of nature. It's an unusual part, one that we don't really know much about, but I think as in everything in nature, it takes the path of least resistance. So if you are a selfish jerk in 
your conscious life here, uh, in many conscious lives elsewhere, that's what you're going to remain. I think it might be just that simple. Well, I was getting at before, and this is my version having nothing to do with any reality, is that perhaps part of this transition does send you to another reality, and possibly in one reality you're dead and you're gone. But sure. in another reality, you continue on. And I therefore wonder when you see or hear from people who supposedly have passed on and they're in another place, could it be we're talking to them from a parallel universe? I think that's precisely what's happening. I'll give you an example or two. This, I think, is probably the most telling experience I had. Now, as a seminary student uh, in uh, Wadhams Hall in Ogdensburg, New York, uh, this no longer exists, many seminaries don't, um, I was um, helping at uh, the Ogdensburg State Hospital. Now, because this is back in the 70s when there were more of the state hospitals now, I should say then, and there were more inpatients then than there are now. And now they just fill your pockets full of antipsychotics and off you go and good luck. But in any case, you had uh, also a state hospital in which there were, were non-psychiatric patients because of people who couldn't afford regular hospitals. So you had, all, you had a cross-section, uh, very often older older patients. So uh, I was there at one point in a particular ward that was known as being a little strange. A lot of the staff didn't like to work there, particularly at night. And uh, there were older, older people there. Now, there was one, I was talking to one of the patients, and, and this is sort of in a pastoral capacity, but I was also working uh, with on the hush-hush with uh, an exorcist, uh, because there were sometimes well, some things, things would happen. The doctors couldn't explain and, and this sort of thing. And we'd have to come in and I don't know if it was the right approach looking back on it, but whatever. So there was one particular woman uh, who was uh, an elderly patient and considered herself a psychic medium, right? She was a good Catholic and all this. And I said, you know, that's really not accepted. She said, well, it is what it is. and this sort of. But she said that there is a, the hall was, was haunted because there's a man uh, waiting for his wife to die and he was going to quote take her home i said okay that's a common story you hear this right and left from i mean you, you stand on any city street you're going to throw a rock you're going to hit somebody who's a psychic or thinks they are anyway so uh, i went the chapel also happened to be in this this hallway so i i went into the chapel and, and i have a certain technique that i use and i kind of feel my way with it you go into a sort of meditative state and if anything or anyone is around you can kind of pick it up if you're in a quiet state. This is the way I do it anyway. And there have been a number of times when I've actually communicated. And I, I, I always advise against this because, uh, you know, I'm very aware, and Ben and I, particularly working together, very aware of what we refer to as, as parasitical entities. Folklore calls them demons or evil spirits. But I think they're just life forms who happen to be multiversal. I think uh, life, certainly, uh, biology and and everything is proven science in general has proven that life is pretty much um uh universal and finds its way into just about every aspect of of uh the life of the biosphere and the and the universe i think as sir fred hoyle the great astronomer astrophysicist said uh life is not the exception in the universe it is the rule so that being said uh, i think uh, life forms that live among worlds or between them or you know or in multiple worlds at the same time are very possible and i think that's what we run into but in any case you you watch out for those negative ones and if if that the coast being clear in that sense sometimes there is communication and i happened 
I believe, to get in touch with the husband, who was indeed waiting for his wife, but waiting for her across the river in Prescott, Ontario, at the railroad station. She was coming in from Montreal, and he was going to take her home. Okay. Now, this was not in our particular world or that uh, the, this form of our world. And, and I, I got the strong impression from this guy who did speak English. Very often I have language problems because you, you've got people or beings, as I believe they are, uh, who don't speak uh, any language that we know or, or, or speak a very strange form. I, I encountered one, one time who spoke a very, very strange form of Latin with very odd case endings, and it took me two days to communicate with him. And uh, in this case, the fellows across in Ontario, but he was in a world where it was very similar to ours, but in which uh, it was not uncommon to speak with your neighbors, as I think of them, in parallel realities and, you know, not far away. Now, in our world, generally, that would get you a, a sentence of schizophrenia and a bunch of antipsychotics or in a bunch of visits to the shrink. But in his world, that was considered normal because, you know, if you study psychology, the definition of, of normality really depends on the society in which you live. So you can just see if all this was what it appeared to be, that this woman who was the psychic medium and carrying it from that to perhaps many or even all psychic mediums, interpreting this as someone who had died, what else could it be? because they don't have any other point of view, uh, waiting for his wife who was going to die, and he was going to take her home to heaven. Okay, uh, hence the, their view of the afterlife. When in, in reality, if again, if I was interpreting it correctly, this was nothing of the kind. Whenever I have, the rare times we have psychic mediums on the air, and it's very rare because they all say the same things and they're all stuck in the 19th century. Not all, but most, in my opinion. I'll ask them, well, you know, you talk about the other side, you know, these spiritualist terms. I said, well, the other side of what? Or which other side? Which of the billions and trillions of other sides are you talking about? You know, you know, the one in which the ladies you know, sucking up all the goodies and not getting fat, or the one in which the guy's waiting for the train. I mean, I mean everything is out there, and we're just a, an infinitesimal part of this if it is what it appears to be. That's an example of what I'm talking about. Well, then we can also talk about whether it's all real or whether we're just somewhere in the matrix sleeping away our lives, and it's not what we perceive it to be. You know, when you were talking, though, about the parallel universe, I was thinking of the TV show Fringe where they had this alternate reality that they visited, where you could see how things were similar. You had counterparts to the people who existed in the reality with which we were familiar, but other events like 9-11 never occurred. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't watch very much, very much television. Uh, Ben's mom said it'll be a bad influence on me anyway. But I think a lot of these ideas are being carried over into pop culture in some ways, although pop culture usually gets it wrong, just as they get stuff wrong in religion. Uh, people have, to get back to your original question, which I think I probably wandered a bit far from, uh, about uh, the afterlife or, or concepts of heaven, and it's ironic because uh, Ben and I are writing a book together and we're on chapter 10, which is about heaven, that deals with this, this very idea. People don't understand, as I said, really their own, what their own religions teach, uh, particularly when it comes to heaven or the afterlife. Buddhism, for example, doesn't even officially recognize a, uh, a single god, but most others uh, do, or, or pagan religions, gods, whatever, but it still leads to an afterlife idea. And the, 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 one of the questions is, uh, is the afterlife the same for everyone, or is it sort of 
personal. And from what we've discussed about the possibilities of making your own bed here or even making a conscious choice about what world to be conscious of next when you are not in this one anymore, that I think sort of answers the question about whether you uh, uh, have a conscious choice and whether it's the same for everyone. We have Paul Eno joining Gene and Chris for Year Ender here in the Paracast. GCN, proudly sponsored by UnseenNow.com. Find out how to stop Big Brother and his tracks at UnseenNow.com. This is GCN. We've been patiently waiting. Waiting while you tried to ignore us. Waiting while you acted like we didn't exist. Waiting for our chance to be taken seriously. The wait is over. GCN is available 24-7 at GCNlive.com. Navigate through news from your favorite hosts and download archives of past shows. Download the app on your smartphone or tablet or visit GCNlive.com for instant access and live streaming. GCNlive.com, the future of talk radio. Now at your fingertips. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the question would be about the afterlife. Does it all end? Is it just emptiness, nothing? What do you perceive at the other end? Or is there our entire life just an illusion? Are we all part of the matrix, some universal intelligence, and we kind of go off and have our experience and then return to something totally different? So many possibilities. Paul Eno joins us. He and his son, Ben, Our fellow travelers, they have their own paranormal radio show called Behind the Paranormal. So is everything I said here, Paul, completely crazy? No, not at all. Anything is possible. 
as Mr. Spock said, there were always possibilities, right? One of the uh, other interesting things that, that sort of uh, pointed us in the direction of this multiverse idea was, uh, well, we, we frequently will get questions on the show, as, as maybe you do, you know, okay, well, are my, are my loved ones going to be okay? And, and am I going to be okay? And uh, how do I remain in contact or, 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 or I just, you know, I can't bear the loss or whatever. And then finally, uh, in 2011, uh, my mother, Ben's grandmother, uh, passed away or, or a term I don't like, or translated as we say, that's actually a very ancient theological term sort of uh, wasn't here physically with us in this particular reality. And people would write in and, and, and say in so many words, okay, wise guy, well, how do you deal with this loss? Your theories are great, but you know, when it hits you at home, how, how, did, how do you deal with it? So I said, well, our view is, is a bit of, of, a, uh, of a canted look at the idea that you're still with these people. And, it, and I said, the idea that we have is that you're not, the experience we have is that you're not uh, still they're still not here in some form, whether it be ghostly or whatever thing popular folklore has, but it's that we are with them still in many, many parallel worlds where they never died. And I, I have a, a wonderful relationship with my mother. I, I always did have a good one, but it's very close because of awareness of worlds where we're still together. That's my view. Maybe I'm being maudlin or, or sappy, but I, I'm not that kind of person. And it's, it's a very real, concrete experience to me and, and for Ben, too, and the rest of us. And again, it's not that they're still here and you have to look for them and use psychics and mediums and you make contact. You're already in contact all over the place, all, all kinds of times and places, you know. And it's all a oneness that I think is the key to spirituality, in my opinion, discovering that. So, yeah, so, yeah, so that's our view, anyway. You find this particular uh, point of view uh, in indigenous cultures all you around do. the world. Precisely. And, well, uh, well, many of my, I'm sorry? It, it's, it's the West that uh, tends to compartmentalize and, and you know, create this beginning and end scenario, whereas in indigenous cultures, I think the inclination is to always be aware that your ancestors are with you at all times. Well, it's, it's funny you should bring that up because that's a lot of my you know screwy ideas came from precisely that uh, seven hours in Australia in the line of duty many 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 years ago, and I happened to spend it on uh, much of it on the porch of an old store outside Melbourne with a little it couldn't have been more than four foot tall uh, Australian Aboriginal elder by the name of Mindaloui, and uh, they usually don't talk to outsiders that readily but we got talking and he said you know you, you you're you starting to get it because in the late 70s this is in the mid 80s but in the late 70s i i know it wasn't it was 1979 but by that time i began to see a lot of strange things in the paranormal that simply could not be explained adequately in my opinion by the classic spiritualist or even theological interpretations of these things and he said you're on the right track this is what shamans do so we, you know we go into parallel worlds and uh, we get what is needed and we bring it back and make it part of our world or, or, or we, we, we bring the worlds together. A physicist might say collapse the wave function and this kind of thing. And that really got me going. And because I just had a really strange experience earlier that year with a, um, a case in which the person, the ghost, quote unquote, was not dead. It was uh, living 120 miles away, and this made me wonder, what are we dealing with here? And sure enough, this, this kind of put me on the right track. So I think, I think there is a lot of evidence for this multiverse idea, and the implications of that are stunning. 
for spirituality, for understanding of the afterlife or afterlives as not being after, after anything but parallel in one great reality. And uh, physics, of course, uh, having a pretty much shown that, that there is no past and future as such. It's all one great simultaneity, which, of course, in, in, in itself has a lot of implications for the ideas of reincarnation. Space travel, anything, uh, talking about UFOs. I mean, it, it takes in everything, and it really um, changes everything. And that's why the motto of our show was everything you know is wrong. Well, anytime you talk about parallel universes, there's no end to the speculation of the possibilities. And one being, of course, that UFOs are in another reality, not coming from Zeta Reticuli or whatever necessarily, but we're seeing into this other reality occasionally where maybe that's the common way of traveling from one place to another on Earth. Well, I would wonder why people would report UFOs and say, well, it disappeared right in front of me, or it appeared right in front of me, or Bigfoot suddenly disappeared right in front of my eye. You know, how could that be? One of the explanations might be uh, what some form of coming and going across the, the, the brains, B-R-A-N-E-S, as they're called, or world boundaries, that I think uh, will explain a lot of this stuff, and certainly travel. You're preaching to the choir, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's... As we discussed on your show, that's the direction sure. that I've been heading in uh, ever since I really got started looking into this uh, in a, a real intense way, looking into these subjects. Uh, when you have inexplicable events occur, you trust your own sanity. You just cannot reconcile the experience. Then it really gets you moving in, in directions that you you know normally wouldn't have gone in because you, no. you, you have to think outside of the box to deal with outside of the box phenomenal events. So I, I absolutely, uh, you know, I'm like I said, you're preaching to the choir. And one thing yeah. about the Aboriginal people, you, you bring up, uh, you know, your trip to Australia. There's been some pretty interesting work done by sociologists and anthropologists to try to get to the bottom of how they can all communally dream together, which is which is something that not not too many people are, are really aware of, that that's that's a very deep, deeply rooted and ancient part of their communal process. Uh as Aboriginal people there, and that they do have the ability to collectively dream together, which has yeah, well, been demonstrated very well by scientists. Well, the Australian natives uh, use the term dreaming in a much, as you know, Chris, uh, in a much deeper sense than we do. You know, the whole of the dream time they talk about, and there are things are dreamed into reality and, and are comfort. You know, and, and it's, I, I found that very, very profound indeed. Well, you and know, I you remember- mentioned some of the work that you did in the 70s. We had Bill Hall, rather, on yeah. the. Um, on the the Bridgeport case, which uh, you were involved with. And one of the things I wanted to make sure to to ask you is, uh, what did you think of that particular case? Uh, It's reading the book. It's just amazing. uh, The amount of of witnesses that were involved in in some of these events that could not be explained. Some possibly could have been uh, Marsha playing around a little bit, but, but you were there on, on, in that case and on the scene there. Uh, I'd really love to get your feedback on what you thought about that particular case. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I apologize for not calling into the show. I, I, cause I just, I, I intended to, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah, that was uh, 1974, and uh, Mar- Marcia is, is called her. My job was to, uh, by Ed, from Ed Lorraine Warren. Ed, Ed Warren asked me to keep an eye on the child precisely to make sure that she wasn't doing any of these things. And one thing that strikes people about uh, about this case is is the small size of that house. It was a tiny, like three three and a half room house. 
And all this stuff was going on, and all these people saw this stuff, including police officers and firefighters and this kind of thing, including your floating refrigerators, objects uh, fl- you know, flying around, and uh, the child being uh, lifted and this sort of thing. Uh, w- one of the things that, that really uh, struck me and uh, changed some of my thinking was that uh, on the Monday night of the case, we were for the better part of three days, the Warrens, myself, and Father William Charbonneau, a priest of the Archdiocese of Hartford, were, were in the house. I was a seminary student at the time. I, I got involved. I happened to blunder into it. I was on my way down to have dinner with Ed and Lorraine. Now, Lorraine, a tremendous cook, um, came leaping out of the house and said, um, you know, are you in a high spiritual state right now? Because you'd come back to because they knew I was coming. Ed had already been in the house. She, so we, we all went down there, and uh, the book uh, tells the story. But um, on Monday night, there was a probably a, the, the most striking incident for me. Let's find yeah. out what that incident is in just a moment. We have Paul Eno with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials, 
commercial. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of hb extract it's extremely effective and it starts working in just days visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers and we've never increased our price in over 10 years that makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it a healthy heart is a happy heart call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Remember to go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Learn about the Paracast Plus where you get... An ad-free version of the show with higher audio quality, the After the Paracast podcast with politically incorrect color commentary. That's a tongue twister for a few bucks a month, plus.theparacast.com. Paul Eno is here, starting on another fascinating tale. Let's continue. Okay, we're talking about uh, what I refer to as the Bridgeport poltergeist outbreak of 1974. This this is the one we had with William Hall just a few weeks ago, and you were also involved in checking this out. Yes, yes. I was working with Ed Lorraine Warren and Father Bill Charbonneau. Of the three-day period we were there, the thing that sticks out the most for me personally was an incident Monday evening when the Warrens had left to do an interview at their home. And I was in the house with the family, which consisted of two people in their 40s, the Gooden family, Gooden, uh, Laura and Gerard Gooden, and the little girl, Marcia, who was an adopted child of Native American descent. Uh, There was a reporter from the Bridgeport Post, and there was a neighbor and uh, one other person. And while we were playing Monopoly, Marcia's favorite game, a a huge amount of, of energy seemed to be gathering in the kitchen. And I say very small house. And it seemed to me that I got the impression that four entities were involved here. Now, now I know officially a poltergeist is supposed to be, you know, produced by the child and all this stuff that parapsychologists, whom I I swear most of them have never actually encountered a knockdown dragout poltergeist before, uh, believe. So we were in the living room. These four things seemed to be forming in the kitchen. Mr. Gooden, Gerard, went into the kitchen and all of a sudden started singing in a beautiful bass voice, uh, Latin. 
and it sounded like it was from the mass, right? And uh, I said, what the hey is this? And he later said he he had been interested in the priesthoods. He'd studied Latin and had been an altar boy and all this, but he was good uh, how that occurred. But be that as it may, f- the, the four entities seemed to come down the little hallway into the living room. Uh, this is where I really learned, this is my first major poltergeist case, and I really learned the hard way that you do not get angry in the presence of these things, uh, you do not get fearful. You, you try to remain as calm as possible because they feed on this. One of them stood in front of me. And when I say one of them, I, you could feel absolute certainty that this presence was there. And you could see sort of a, a, of a gauzy structure. And this thing kind of moved. I put the little girl behind me, put Marcia behind me to protect her. I was reading a, a prayer at the time. The thing kind of, I, I, I just sort of instinctively kind of pushed against it. It pushed back and I felt physical structure. And that really set me into confusion. I knew it was after the child and I began to get angry. It got stronger and stronger. It got behind me, threw her across the room. And at this point, the energy in this, I think if you lit a match, the place would have gone up. You could smell sort of an ozone smell and everything else. And, and these, uh, I, I said, everybody out of the house. So we all moved out onto the front sidewalk. It, it started to sleep. Fortunately, the police had cordoned off each end of the street because, you know, because this had gotten out to the press. Ed, Warren was big working with the press. Ironic, I've been a journalist for 35 years. The last thing I would do is call the press in on any of these things. Fortunately, had we walked out, you know, several hours before, we would have been in the middle of the crowd, and that would have been unbelievably awkward. So they cordoned off the street, and and I went next door, because these are the days long before cell phones or anything like this, and I asked the neighbor if I could use the phone. The kid said, Mommy, the priest wants to use the phone. They always, they, they mixed me up with Father Charbonneau. I went into the house, something knocked on the door three times, nothing was there, at least didn't look, you couldn't see it, and I called the Warrens, and it took them an hour to get 10 miles from their house back into the city of Bridgeport because of the traffic. That really stands, and I said, I thought these were spirits, why am I feeling a physical body pushing back? And today, uh, I think, of course, we're dealing with the trans-world entities, as it were, uh, multiversal entities that can at least reach into other worlds. And I've seen them, I suppose you could almost compare with an octopus, sort of reaching into different parallel worlds at the same time, one case in Pennsylvania, another one in Maine. And uh, I think that's kind of panned out. But uh, this was my first experience with that. And that's what really stands out for me with that particular case personally. There were a lot of other public things that occurred. I remember one police officer uh, that first day on Sunday uh, witnessing the refrigerator thing, and he backed out of the house, backed down the sidewalk to his cruiser, wouldn't come out. In 1998, I was doing a book signing for my book, Faces at the Window, in Warwick, Rhode Island, and a woman came up to me and said, you know, my father was a firefighter in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1974. He was in that house, and we couldn't find him for three days. And she said, it turned out he was in the the apartment above their garage. Nobody knew it. And he was afraid to come up because of what he'd seen in that house. Now, these these are huge, you know, strapping guys, obviously, you know, police officers and firefighters. And, uh, you know, they don't mess around. And they were floored. And, of course, in, in Bill Hall's book, many of them are interviewed about what they saw in, uh, in the house. So he played an audio tape uh, for us as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I was astounded. Many of those tapes I had never heard, and uh, he gave me one. Uh, with, you can hear me in the background uh, when Lorraine Warren was sitting at the table, and, and a second-degree burn spontaneously appeared on her hand right in front of me and in front of a police officer. You know, nobody had been smoking. There was nothing that could have caused such a burn. And Ed was very concerned. He said, you know, spontaneous human combustion could happen in this house and you should leave. That's another yeah. issue. <laughs> that would be rather disconcerting. Uh, you might say, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, since we're on the subject of, of, of this, uh, the Bridgeport case, it, it, it kind of begs the question of, of what kind of things need to line up? What sort of causal elements do you think need to line up for these types of, uh, of occurrences or outbreaks to occur? Well, there seem to be a lot of ducks that have to be lined up, so to speak, for this to occur, but they are rather predictable. Uh, I always look at the, uh, the the status of the family, uh, in other, or, or whatever, whoever's in the household. And uh, you do find poltergeists among people. Um, I've had cases that are out in the middle of the woods, old abandoned villages that I think also are parallel worlds and past uh, and future, whatever, uh, intersecting. However, in uh, poltergeist cases where you have uh, you know the, the violent activities, the, the hostility and negativity that go on uh, with these entities, uh, you always have people involved. And uh, it's, it's strange. They, they, there seem to be uh, uh, negative factors that, that are generally present, a lot of stress. Uh, very often you have someone who has been uh, confined to the house for long periods and uh, sort of as, as a ready food source, so to speak, for these things. And in the Bridgeport case, you had the, the child, Marcia, who had been uh, very, very uh, smothered by her parents. They had lost uh, a little boy uh, earlier of their natural child uh, several years before, and they had adopted Marcia and were just all very protective of her. Uh, she had been uh, attacked and bullied, as we would say today in school, had been injured slightly in her back and had been, you know, something today that would probably put the other kid in jail. But she ended up being kept in the house uh, for six weeks in a row and wasn't allowed to go out. And this helps the energy build up. Now, of course, people would come and say, aha, it must have been the ghost of the young child who's jealous. I mean, I don't believe it. That's nonsense. So I, I saw no, whatever, that, that, that's old old-time spiritualism, you know? Let's do our break here. Paulino is here. We're discussing that Bridgeport, Connecticut case that we had addressed in the interview with William Hall just a few weeks back. Some more insights with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. G-C-N. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. 
Registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs ensures he gets the best use of his mineral supplements by using Longevity's Ultimate Enzymes. If you start a nutritional supplement program and you find that you get loose stools more than you get any benefits from the supplements, there's a good chance that you're not absorbing the minerals. Now, here's the thing about minerals and mineral absorption. You need to have a functioning fat system. You need to have functioning bile. You need to have a well-functioning liver and a well-functioning gallbladder in order to get the benefits from nutritional supplements with minerals. It's very common that... As we get older, we don't absorb fats, we don't utilize fats, and then you won't be utilizing or absorbing minerals either. I would be getting on the ultimate enzymes from Longevity. I'd be making sure I was taking them with all my meals. To get optimal use of your nutritional supplements, order Ultimate Enzymes from Longevity by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsidebed.com. That's brightsidebed.com. Order today. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guy's end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House freeze dried foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long-term storage products, include real freeze-dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods. And receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year case lot sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Now, I don't know about you, but if there was a poltergeist in this house that we live in, and I won't describe it, it's not obviously the most luxurious house in the world, far from it. I'd be going in the other direction real, real fast. That's me. Paul Paul Eno, would you do that if there was a poltergeist at your home? Would you and your wife just say, you know what, we don't need this? Well, one of the benefits of being an investigator of this stuff is that one does not expect one's own house to be haunted, so to speak, you know. So uh, we haven't had the pleasure, but uh, in the Bridgeport house, yeah, yeah, they did. And the parents, of course, and one of the interesting things about this, and I often see this, is that highly religious people with negative spiritualities 
seem to be prone, not prone, but when you have people having trouble with this, very often you find people of that kind. And the Goodens were that kind of couple. A lot of uh, religious uh, objects around the house, uh, photographs, you know, not photographs, you know, pictures and paintings and crosses, things of this kind, crucifixes. But the old-time Roman Catholic spirituality, not always, but very often was very negative, you know, based on fear rather than positive energies like love, you know. When I go into a house like that, if I see a velvet uh, Jesus painting, then I I, I start to break out in hives. I I, I get real nervous. Probably for good reason. Uh, Now, there's nothing wrong with faith. I mean, faith is supposed to be positive in this sort of thing, and and it can be of great power. However, again, in this particular situation, it was not. Uh, Couple that with the child being kept in the house, uh, the negative feelings there. Also, there was... um, there are geotechnic factors, strangely enough, that affect this thing. We find, I used to bring a, uh, till, he, till he translated himself, I, we used to uh, bring a soil engineer with us, and uh, he would uh, be able to tell if there was soil uh, of a clay or sand under the site, or high water table, this sort of thing, because that tends to, uh, for, in my opinion, conduct uh, unless the water is distilled. It's like a huge natural battery uh, alternating Precisely. layers of clay and water, you know. Precisely. Now, of course, in those days, I didn't think to look for that, and we didn't really look outside the house. But Bill Hall has done that, and he found out that uh, the, the area, of course, underneath the uh, that that vicinity is not far from the Long Island Sound, and uh, there do tend to be high water tables and all this sort of stuff. So, if that's a factor, that might have contributed. I also have found in ensuing years that these things never affect just one house or one family. They always. Uh, spill over uh, and infect an entire area. So Bill looked into that, and sure enough, uh, other people in the area reported phenomena at about the same time. Not Nothing is dramatic. And of course, after what was going on, they wouldn't have dared report it. But nevertheless, these things, it was bigger than, than that one small house. So I think those are all factors, you know, geotechnic, personal, spiritual, you know, psychiatric, that, that would all contribute and have to come together in in just the right way for a poltergeist to occur because they they do not seem to be common of course things could happen that we don't notice you know if you put your keys down on the table you turn around and they're gone yeah it's weird but you know by the end of the day usually you forget about it and say well it's one of those things you know but it's only when something starts throwing pictures at you or picking you up and throwing you across the room that you start to notice it so these things could be far more common and could be just multiversal rather than entities doing it. When you do have these entities involved, I think it becomes much more dramatic. One, Spontaneous one the, burns would be a good indication that you... Uh, I'd say you've got a problem, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you better. But of course, people often say, well, the, oh, the ghost did it, or the entities were doing all this stuff. Well, I don't know about that. There are many times when something will, will happen, something will move, or there'll be an obvious teleportation or whatever you want to, whatever it may be. And... Uh, I just haven't felt the presence of any kind of entities because it's just like when you know somebody like, you know, you know what to look for. It's very obvious that they're there. And I think very often the, the, uh, intersects themselves will create situations where something will move. Uh, when the refrigerator, which weighed about 300 pounds, lifted off the floor, and that happened several times, it might very well have been uh, pass-throughs, brains, B-R-A-N-E-S, again, boundaries passing over from worlds where the laws of physics are not quite the same. I didn't feel any entities in the room when those things occur. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that very often it's just the energies uh, that are involved. If you leave something at the edge of the surf, 
Uh, there, the tide's going to rise. It's going to fall, and it's not like anybody's deliberately moving an object. But the the energy of the surf will just move it, and it's not deliberate, and nobody's particular. Nobody in particular is doing it, but it's 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 happening. Uh, in the same way, I often say, well, if you run down the hallway to answer the door, you're going to stir up air, and you might blow some papers off a desk. You didn't throw them off the desk, but the energies involved uh, did that. So, mm-hmm. so I think that that's another possibility. But definitely, there, in my opinion, were some entities involved. Well, well, I think culture uh, also uh, comes into play here. Now, if if, if this event had happened in, let's say, uh, Rihad or somewhere in the Middle East, the automatic assumption culturally, I think, there would be that there's a gin involved. And a uh, fellow New Englander, uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, has been on the show a number of times. And oh, yeah. I've actually gone out and done some investigating uh, uh, on some cases with her. She's very, very accomplished in the field. Oh, yeah, and she's, she's right. becoming more and more convinced that there's a connection between many of these location-specific events and uh, presences and the whole uh, concept of the jinn. Where do you come down on that? And have you done much uh, pondering of that particular potential connection? Only with uh, Rosemary Ellen, who happens to be writing the preface for my next book that I'm writing on my own. But uh, yeah, so we've talked about this uh, this a lot. And, you know, and, and that gets back to, uh, I, I always pay attention to, to who contacts us for any kind of assistance. And very often it is uh, Caucasian suburbanites uh, who are in many, maybe many different countries, but who have the same cultural background as, say, the Goodens, or or at least your your general garden variety European American or Australian or whatever Canadian, uh, in this thing. And I noticed that very very, very few there 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 are some uh, very few uh, African Americans or Hispanics will contact us because they they tend to have their own beliefs about this and have their own remedies. So these things uh, may be in America, say, very much more widespread than we realize, but they aren't reported because you have uh, people from cultural backgrounds where they, they have their own ways of dealing with it. Uh, I know I have some Asian neighbors who have, have said that, that they, and you know, they're, they're several generations, very, very Americanized, but they still would turn to their own, leaders of their own culture in the cases where these things might occur. So again, it might be much more widespread than we think, but uh, things are just not reported to the U.S usual suspects, such as Rosemary Ellen Guiley or myself and, right. and Ben. And the jinn, of course, that, that's a term from the Arab world. It's very, we, have, we do have Muslim people who write to us, though, and say, boy, you know, you really hit it on the head when it came to the jinn or even the multiverse thing is, is uh, you know, it rings a bell with us because the Quran talks about, uh, it always uses the, the, the term world in the plural talks about worlds so this sort of thing so, so there are uh, there are some some um universal concepts that i think the multiverse idea is bringing us to but still as of this point i think there are cultural differences in how people deal with it uh, and i agree uh, it's interesting to me though that when you start looking at at more location specific phenomena or events uh, that seem to be centered around uh, particular locations, whether they ever flow, whether it's just an outbreak um, in the case of the Bridgeport case, for instance, or whether it's something that, that tends to reoccur over the years. There seems to be some sort of geospecific attraction, I think. Uh, there's some sort of magnet sort of uh, sense about a particular location that tends to have reoccurring uh, reports. As far as the cultural thing, uh, having been in Southern Colorado uh, for quite a number of years, 13 years, and, and doing investigations among a predominantly Hispanic population, um, 
it's a point well taken. They do have their own ways of dealing with things, and there are certain you know cultural um, remedies, if you will. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they 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 they're not going to exhaust all efforts to uh, get to the bottom of something if if a particular cultural approach doesn't work. I would tend to be the one to get the call. And uh, it, it was very fascinating to me to find out how different cultures do have a particular uh, set of beliefs around un- unexplained phenomena. And in the case of the uh, Hispano culture in uh, northern New Mexico, for instance, um, a lot of it is is occult based and they uh, their their beliefs tend to center around um black adepts sorcerers uh, witches brujas brujos sure. um, th- that sort of scenario as as a causal element we have paulino talking shop and paranormal subjects with gene and chris you're in the paracast <laughs> UnseenNow.com, proud sponsor of GCN. Unseen Now's unparalleled encryption tools keep your communications secure. GCN. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of Filters can last for five to ten years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's 
powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Paul Eno joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast this week. This is our last show for 2014. And Chris was engaging in a long description explanation there that Paul wants to respond to or add to. Yes, uh, on the issue of the cultural aspects of uh, how to deal with these things or how people approach them. Yeah, there is an occult aspect, Chris, uh, as as you stated, uh, with this, particularly with uh, people who are descended from uh, indigenous cultures. And that could be good, that could be bad. On the other hand, with, with Latinos, I often find that they are Roman Catholic in background. And in, in the, the old days, people would call us in uh, from, from that particular culture uh, because... We shared a religion, okay, and uh, the approach in that sense was the same. But there is indeed, as you say, the the bruja, brujo approach, and we have a lot of listeners in Mexico for some reason. They will report to us on many of the the sightings that occur of these uh, alleged, uh, you know, witches and things flying through the air in this business and the UFOs and the things happening in their houses and all this. So there is a certain, uh, as I say, a certain universal aspect. One thing I didn't touch on is uh, involvement in the occult as a factor in particularly poltergeists or, or negative outbreaks. One of the funny things, not, not to dwell on the Bridgeport case, but one of, one of the urban legends that arose from that was that Marcy was involved in the occult and had an occult book that she carried around. Well, that was interesting because that, that book belonged to me. I left it in the living room and it had a funny looking cross on the front because it was an Eastern Orthodox book. And, you know, the, the Russian crosses have the, uh, the three bars, not just the one right and it can look odd and foreign and everything else and inside half the uh every other page was english and every other page was uh, was in the cyrillic alphabet in church slavonic boy to the the wrong set of eyes that could be awful scary looking some some reporter or police officer picked it up and said aha this is sanskrit and it was some kind of weird indian and and this got carried down the decades and and i only it only dawned on me when I was doing the interview with Bill Hall, and he said, well, what about the book? And I actually still have the book, and I showed it to him, and there's a picture of the book in 
the book, right? So th- this is how this stuff can go on. Again, the uh, use of the occult uh, can be a serious problem. Uh, Ouija boards and seances, and people will sometimes write to the show and say, oh, what's the matter with these things? And so what's wrong with them is that you're punching holes in the brains, in the fabric of space-time, and you're, you know, with a sledgehammer, rather than letting things happen naturally. And uh, there's the, the, uh, the other level of believing everything you're told. I couldn't get over, and still can't, some of the, the psychics and mediums who uh, you will use these methods or will talk to something and believe everything they're told. I mean, I don't believe half the people I meet on the street, never mind something that comes through. <laughs> well, you'd have a hard order. time in Sedona, my friend. Oh, oh, I've been there. Yeah, it's the only place I've ever been where, you, where every conversation leads to the paranormal <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I uh, actually, I, uh, I gave a talk one time at the Well, Well-Read Coyote, the bookstore, some years ago. But in any case... When there's a cult involvement, particularly by, uh, you often have young people speaking of the relationship between parents and children, young people who are bitter or, or have not been, uh, or even have been abused or are seeking some sort of refuge, and they'll find it in the occult because it makes them think they have power. You know, I may have failed at this or that, or my parents might hate me, but, you know, hey, but I, I have this cosmic being paying attention to me who says he's going to guide me into all this stuff. But talk about dangerous. That can be a major factor in ringing the dinner bell for what we refer to as parasites. So that's just a factor I wanted to mention. You know, the parasite question just strikes interest in me. So if we get in touch with some kind of being that claims to be a higher being, that claims to have our best interests at the heart of the situation, should we run in the other direction? That implies that we should. Generally, I would say yes. Because everything is out there in the in these parallel worlds. As, as I say, you know, the, the idea from quantum physics is that every possibility, every probability actually exists in concrete reality in one form or another, somewhere or somewhen in the multiverse. And many of them are aware of other worlds, and they will pray. That's what their food source is. So that is a a distinct possibility when something says it's going to, is pushing your buttons and says it's going to help you. I think it is a good idea to run the other way. On the other hand, there are many, I suppose you could call them guardians, or I suppose like us working at at, at volunteering at a soup kitchen, you know, that kind of thing. There, There is charitable feeling among many positive beings uh, out in the multiverse here, all kind of all around us. And uh, that is, I think, a uh, sober, concrete reality. Whatever that kind of contact occurs, I always find it to be very quiet and unassuming and um, very, very, very much not, I'm here to help you kind of thing. Well, how does one know if you receive this kind of contact, whether you expected it, whether you believe it, whether it comes out of the blue? Is there any way for you to look at this and say, well, maybe I should trust this person? It may be that they look perfectly normal. Yeah. It's it's always best, I think, if possible, to ignore it. But barring that, I think that if um, wishful thinking gets in the way, that's where the danger is. You know, as I say, the idea that, hey, I'm being paid attention to by something, by some super being here. Uh, or if, if you feel in any way at all uncomfortable. And th- this is where it's good to be uh, a person who's involved maybe with, with knowing how to be silent, knowing how to be quiet, uh, meditation perhaps in, in, in a positive sense. And then you can sort of tell what your own feelings are. If you feel any discomfort whatsoever and you feel anything other than love and, and sobriety and silence and, and goodness, I would say 
that's a danger sign. You know, when you don't feel just those things, when you feel any sort of discomfort whatsoever. Sometimes I'll meet some of these psychics and mediums and uh, shake their hand. And it's just, you know, I want to, I'm the kind of person who wants to like other people. Ben balances me out that way because he is the best sharpest judge of character i've ever known i'll say dad there's something wrong with this guy and i'll say yeah you know you're right when I, I i shook his hand or her hand i felt something a little bit strange you know so any kind of hint of something wrong or discomfort or anything like that i'd say that's a good sign that it's a bad sign so to speak that it's not not a good not a good connection good sign that it's a bad sign so to I speak like that yeah <laughs> Manner of speaking, yeah. You know, people always come to me and say, "Well, okay, will you communicate with these these uh, entities that you say you know you're, you're remaining silent and like the guy in the hallway there at the mental hospital?" And, uh, I said, "Well, yeah, I could be wrong, but I mean, I think you know, after you know, forty five years almost of doing this, I, I like to think I kind of know what to look for. Now, again, I could be wrong about this, and it could be I could be a fool, maybe for even trying to do this. But and I don't try. I, when it happens, I, I open myself up to it if I believe that there's nothing strange, you know, nothing wrong with the thing and that is what it appears to be and that's that's the, the trouble with the paranormal is uh, very little is ever what it actually appears to be okay so that takes us to ufos right naturally okay so when we see a silvery disc in the sky making incredible pinpoint maneuvers are we seeing what's there well, perhaps and perhaps not. Again, uh, nothing is what it appears to be, really. We assume that we're dealing with nuts and bolts craft. Now, we're very good friends with Stan Friedman, who's actually writing the preface for the book Ben and I are working on. And he and I have had a lot of talks, and he's very much a nuts and bolts guy. If, he's probably the grandfather of uh, UFO research, and certainly globally, probably. Well, at least among the people who are still alive, yes. Yes. But I, I say, well, I think we need to consider, too, that it's not just nuts and bolts, that it may not be uh, what it appears to be. There may be more to it. Now, one of the interesting folks to talk to, and if you haven't had him on your show, you might want to, is Ted Phillips uh, from Missouri. And Ted is uh, the fellow who, for, oh, my gosh, got to be going on 50 years, has gathered tremendous amounts of evidence, more than anyone else I know, of actual physical landings by UFOs. He's been on the and, show several times. Oh, great. Yeah. So, you know, Ted, if you ask him, he will tell you, well, the nature of UFOs seems to have been changing over the last 20 years. There is less and less of the nuts and bolts craft with legs landing and uh, this sort of thing and little guys jumping out and more of the uh, light ball phenomenon, as he calls it. Uh, we, we might say the orb phenomenon, that sort of thing. More ephemeral. Uh, uh, ephemeral, more ephemeral, uh, less material, so to speak. And he suggests, well, one uh, one explanation might be that, that their, wherever they are, their technology may have changed, okay, uh, somewhat, maybe has improved. And that's, I suppose that's possible. On the other hand, maybe we're just noticing more phenomena, because everybody's got videos and cameras and stuff, uh, than we used to. Uh, one of the things uh, I, I've noticed uh, over the past 40-odd years is, you know, when I started out, well, you know, we didn't have EMF meters, electromagnetic field meters, and all this, these gadgets that people, because, you know, we live in a society that's drunk with technology. So we rely on that unquestioningly. But in my day, we started out, we're lucky if we had the little cassette tape recorders and ordinary cameras with film, and that's what we would use. And I, I didn't find orbs in the way they they have emerged in the digital age and i looked into it and there are issues with film emulsion and this kind of thing and and, and the digital cameras you know interpreting things that they encounter that people might think that they, they're orbs and ghosts and all this that being aside there there were 
light phenomena of these light ball kind of things. Let's discuss the light ball kind of things in yeah. the next segment with Paul Eno and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history, narrated by GCN hosts. Explore, share, and pass down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio, but we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com. GCN. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier, from gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Hmm, light ball kind of things. Interesting way to put it, Paul Eno. Tell us more. Okay, well, again, it's Ted Phillips' term, but depending on the context in which you see them, whether in a photograph or in the wild, might, that might determine what, the, what you, your interpretation of what they are could be. In other words, if you see one in the sky, as uh, people frequently do at the great Rendlesham Forest site in England, where there was the great uh, sort of experience of UFOs by uh, uh, UF Air Force per, U.S. Air Force personnel in the uh, 1980s, or actually 1980, December of 1980, where you can st- where even Ben and I saw things, you would think, aha, UFOs, craft landing and this sort of thing. Uh, or if you've seen them in someone's living room, the light ball kind of thing, the orb, uh, people say, aha, uh, spirit orbs. That's actually a term that's used. Uh, or you might say, well, you know, obviously it's a ghost. But I think that whatever they may be, uh, as soon as you have them figured out, they st- think you have them figured out, they start doing odd things. I don't think they are spirits as such, although I have encountered some that seem to be quite intelligent, 
follow you around, change color. But of course, ball lightning has been known to do the same thing. So I think they are electrical. And I suspect, uh, along with people like Carl Sagan, that you may have non-carbon-based life forms, in this case, perhaps plasma-based life forms, that live and my, the way I would put it, around the boundaries of parallel worlds, around these brains, B-R-A-N-E-S, and perhaps have been uh, misinterpreted as um, something that we can understand. Our, our listeners are aware that this is going, we're referring to all these uh, light ball phenomena that aren't out of focus particulate matter being illuminated by a flash in a digital camera, Precisely. which is what I think a majority of these so-called light balls and orbs as they're properly known i think a lot of it is just uh, as you mentioned that the technology uh, misreading uh, reality and creating effects that aren't really there yeah dust a snowflake i have several photos that are classic orbs but i know for a fact that they're snowflakes that sort of thing but again in the interpretation of the digital digital camera so i, I think as far as the ufo phenomenon is concerned that has to be considered the idea of uh, certainly uh, alien life forms, and, and going back once more to this Bridgeport case, I think the best way I can describe the entities in that house were alien. I don't mean necessarily from other planets. I mean, that, that term might not even have any meaning in the ultimate scheme of things. There may be a variety of UFO visitors, if you will, taking place here. You might have people from other planets or humanoids i mean that's that's entirely possible there's no reason why that couldn't or other occur. tenants in the building other tenants in the bill oh yeah it, it's uh oh you read my article <laughs> maybe because I, I use that as an analogy the apartment building would yeah i, I kind of borrowed it from terence mckenna he used to use that term a lot oh dear i thought it was original well i guess there's no original thought left anymore but anyway no i thought that, that perhaps um that that certainly is a possibility, you know, the real, actual alien visitors. Uh, but, of course, uh, even if they, they are from other planets, how do they get here? I mean, they travel huge distances in the conventional manner, as we're, we're used to thinking about. Or do they use uh, parallel realities, uh, as shaman have, have told me, simply to pass from across one boundary to another where they're already here or where they're already in orbit or what, what have you? I mean, anything is possible and i think every possibility and impossibility need to be, needs to be considered so uh, the ufo phenomenon i think has uh, really opened things up it has been opened up the whole community uh, if you if you will has been opened up lately to ideas such as this uh ben and i have been uh, started uh, to be asked to speak at ufo conferences we spoke at two this past year where our idea is that the multiverse is behind all this and that there are relationships between ghostly phenomena, UFOs, and this sort of thing. And uh, certain cases we've been working on, uh, pointing to Rendlesham Forest or Central Connecticut, where, where there's, there's a big case like that, Skinwalker Ranch, all that sort of thing in Utah, uh, uh, is not unusual at all and does point to a deeper meaning uh, and deeper process behind all paranormal phenomena. And that's being well-received now in the UFO community. And I like to think we have at least something to do with that in some small way. So whether it's hopefully it's true. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of been, you know, exploring these uh, different out-of-the-box scenarios, you know, because of the, of the popularity of the extraterrestrial hypothesis being, you know, just bludgeoned, uh, the, bludgeoning the public over the head, you know, the media has just been banging this drum for so many years that um, it's really, I think, important for people to look at these things from from outside of the box and, and come up with alternative theories. And I've been saying for years that we should exhaust all closed system 
possibilities before we, uh, you know, get bold enough to jump off planet and think we're important enough for anything out there to come here. And I, yeah. I take a lot of flack for saying that, but but I think it's a, it's a point well taken. It's something here at the Paracast that we are constantly attempting to get guests and, and you know, enlightened conversation that looks at uh, alternative theories to, to attempt to explain some of these mysteries. Well, we love you, Chris. You know, you have the same similar approaches to what we have, but because you're you're a thinker, and we really like that. We need that in in this this field. And Gene, you're okay too. <laughs> my wife says that too. She says, "Gene, you're okay too." My son, yeah. I'm not sure, but I'll tell you what: our dog loves me. The dog is always here, especially when it's time to have breakfast. Then he just is ever present. I can't walk around the house without him right behind me. One of life's greatest mysteries. Our cat does that too. I always get a little nervous when the guy says my dog likes me, me implying nobody else does, but I'm sure that's not the case. That was supposed to be a joke. I guess it didn't work. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, not going to say. Yeah. But Gene, we love you too. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. But, you know, back in the 1960s, Alan Greenfield and I had an all night talk fest back in a hotel off Times Square on New Year's Eve. Now, you've heard of Alan Greenfield, have you not, Paul? Oh, sure. Okay. So Alan and I were talking about the possibilities of UFOs, and he had this book in his hand, a kind of well-worn paperback, The Incomplete Enchanter, a fascinating fantasy book from L. Sprague de Camp and Fletcher Pratt about going to a parallel universe where the laws of magic took precedence. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about alternate realities. Well, this, this is the mention of the word magic is fascinating, and and you're you're getting back to the days of like Tim Beckley and 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 these guys. And well, the days Captain of God. implies they're no longer here, and they sure are. Oh yeah. Well, the idea of magic has been interesting too, and in conversations with shaman, this this has this has come up as well. Uh, are magicians in the classical sense, you know, uh, using multiversal principles to make things real? And that's precisely what what Binda Louie told me that they were doing, and others have as well. And uh, taking that back to people say, let's get back to your theology. Well, sure. Uh, Is prayer, especially in a community sense, is that really a form of magic? Is magic prayer taken to the next level, all of it using multiverse principles to make real what is needed in our particular consciousness? I think it's probably yeah. a big yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Greg Braden talks about a, an experiment that was done in the Middle East with a group of people uh, doing very, very, um, I guess, uh, coherent meditations, uh, all with with a singular uh, idea of, of creating a, a, some sort of envelope of peace around the Middle East. And they had tremendous success. Uh, apparently, you, you know, they thought it, the first time they did it was a coincidence or there was, there was no outbreaks of violence. There were no, no uh, gun battles. I think this was during the, uh, the early eighties when, uh, when Israel went up into uh, Lebanon, if I remember correctly. And, and so they, they repeated the experiment three times and in all three times they were able to, in their uh, opinion, impact the amount of violence and reduce it uh, on to uh, to absolutely no violence uh, during the time periods where they where they were doing this uh, very um, evolved uh, group meditation, if you will, and uh, you know the the idea being that if enough people 
have the right intention, uh, it, it can actually uh, produce a measurable effect. Well, I, th- I think that's true, Chris. And as a matter of fact, I remember in uh, 19, was it 86 or 87, I was uh, working at the Providence Journal as an editor and I was in the newsroom and everybody was laughing because the, uh, the Transcendental Meditation Group was meeting in Providence at the time at the Civic Center, having their big convention. And they were all meditating for peace. There's you know, thousands and thousands of people. And maybe we hope we'll get some peace, but right now we'll have this peaceful break. We have Paul Eno joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. 
Alex Jones here. For the last two years, I've been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to design a nutraceutical formulation that has truly life-changing health benefits. So many other formulations out there contain toxic ingredients, synthetic additives, and even GMOs. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit InfoWarsLife.com or call 1-888-253-3139. That's InfoWarsLife.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. As we see, Chris is trying to engage in transcendental meditation. <laughs> that was like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Do you still hear much about it, Paul Eno? You do. There, there are some things about it I'm not thrilled with, but um, I think it's it's sort of on the right track. I'm always wary of uh, Indian gurus coming with, uh, you know, bearing gifts. But uh, nevertheless, I, I think it's really... personalized mantras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny. I, I've been told that there's a group in California, or was, that uses the, the word Eno as a mantra, because it's got one in it, and eon, and all these different... You know, oh, brother, that's just what we need. But in any case, this uh, 1986 or so, I was in, at the Providence Journal in the newsroom one day, and then people were laughing about the Transcendental Meditation Group uh, meditating en masse at the Providence Civic Center in, in their thousands uh, for peace. And uh, I said, you know, don't be too skeptical about that. You just, you never know. And people kind of looked at me. They knew I was into this. You know? And sure enough, in the ensuing six months, I believe there were four brush fire wars that ended and several major peace treaties that were signed. So maybe it's coincidence. Maybe not. Let but, me ask I mean, you a fast question that just hit me. I'm listening to your name. Are you at all related in any way to one Brian Peter George Eno, better known as Brian Eno? Don't forget the LaSalle. Uh, uh, right, it's got is, Brian Peter George St. John Le Baptiste de LaSalle Eno. Yes. Uh, well, actually, uh, this is the third broadcast in a row where I've been asked that question. Well, you must be sick of it now. No, no, not really. It's it, it's. I, I, Ben and I are both amused by it. Actually, uh, we are supposed to be cousins. I don't know him. I've never met him, but, but I have cousins who do know him. The, the name is so weird. He tends to, he's been known to take the phone book in a city he's he's performing in and, and call anybody by the name of Eno in the book. And uh, he called my cousin Jennifer in New York City, and uh, they so they know each other. And I have, an, I have another cousin jennifer in california who knows him because he lives there and uh, so i supposedly we're, we're related but and, and he, we're waiting for a a call or an email because supposedly he and his brother roger are both interested in the paranormal so you know i'm, I'm waiting for him to make the first move well i must say I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans and have been since he made his real public uh, debut in roxy music back in the early 70s i've been following his career uh Ever since uh, I was a kid, I've got all his albums. Uh, well, not all of his ambient albums, but a majority of his work um, I have. 
and he's been a real insp- inspiration for me as a keyboard player over the years. And uh, it's it's a cool name. I, I just love three letter uh, names. There's not many of them out there. People think it's fake, but we have to assure people that it's really, really our name. Because Ben, having gone to Emerson College and a lot of musical types up there, uh, oh, you're related to Brian Eno and all this sort of thing. So uh, yeah, I'd li- like to get to know him someday. Brian Eno, if you're listening to the Powercast, and we know you're interested in the paranormal, or allegedly you are, get in touch with your cuz there. Cousin <laughs> Paul. You've heard of Cousin Brucey, of course. This is Cousin Paul. Yeah. Well, I, I love his oblique strategy cards that he um, he devised with, uh, with an artist. Uh, they came up with their own sort of uh, tarot deck, basically, and uh, to be used uh, by artists in situations where they may get stuck in a process or need some some sage advice. And they would use these cards that would have these uh, have have these suggestions of how to deal with a particular situation. And of course, the spontaneity and the, the synchronistic nature of pulling a particular card to deal with a particular problem. A number of musicians that have worked with him over the years uh, were amazed and have been amazed at um, at how effective that particular approach is, and and that to me kind of has a sense of a of a little bit of a paranormal kind of quality to it, which I've always been look on the lookout for a, a deck of oblique strategy cards. I'd love <laughs> to get a deck someday. Well, that that is interesting, and particularly well. Speaking of Brian, there is a, sort of a real irony there when it comes to the paranormal. He was, as I understand it, he was born within, practically within stone's throw of Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk, England, right? Yeah, yeah, he grew up uh, visiting the uh, Air Force Base uh, clubs and stuff. Oh, there you go. And uh, we spoke there in Woodbridge uh, in 2012, and uh, people said, people knew obviously who he was and so oh, a wonderful show up because he wasn't didn't happen to be in town at the time but uh, a lot of people were commenting that uh, you know it's ironic we had the name and he was from there and that sort of thing so a little synchronicity there i guess maybe hmm you never know brian no, Eno. No. Hmm. in any case i wanted to go back to the ufo thing because there's still that belief or expectation or hope that the u.s government knows what's going on well, that's another um, deep well, <laughs> I think. The, everyone well, that assumes, the U.S. government knows anything, which may be the biggest. Well, they problem. know a lot more than we do. That's why they're a lot more confused. Yeah, th- th- that could be. And I'll tell you, fellows, I have a suspicion that, what, and I, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else is, is saying this, but we're starting to put the idea out there, that whether it's the government or someone else, and you, you, you do see military activity of some kind in these flap areas, certainly Rendlesham, um, I don't know about um, Skinwalker Ranch, nobody will let us near that case for some reason. And the Torrington area in Connecticut, Goshen, that that vicinity, Litchfield County, Connecticut, military activity on the hoofs of uh, on the heels of hoofs, heels of uh, of uh, the ghost phenomena, poltergeist activity, UFO activity, you name it, even, even Bigfoot sightings. Uh, all of a sudden, you have all this military activity, or it could be contractors, and it could be some other kind of cabal. Might not necessarily be the government, but in any case, I think that. You know, we live in a society that has been long ago conditioned to accept, you know, the Klingons and the denizens of the planet of the apes. I mean, what kind of problem are we going to have with announcement that extraterrestrial life exists? I don't think that's the issue at all. I think that's part of the cover. I think what's really going on is, um, 
you know, you don't have to be afraid of something that's on another planet. It's far away. But were it to become known, and this is just my suspicion, were it to become known, if it's true, that these parallel worlds are all around us with a lot of very serious and dangerous enemies and hostile neighbors, um, that would change everything. That, I think, is what would threaten our institutions, such as they are anymore, and uh, would threaten people's conceptions of themselves, would threaten our, our, our cozy little idea that we're in charge of this planet and even of ourselves i think that is that might be what they whoever they may be are afraid of and i think that's the reason for all the secrecy i think a lot of the ufo stuff might be just cover particularly area 51 right where i was by the way chased across the desert by people with government license plate wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) don't pass that one by okay I want to hear more about it. We're just about ready to do our break. So let me just tell our listeners again that we have this other version of the PowerCast called the PowerCast Plus. You get the ad-free version, no ads, higher quality audio, plus the After the PowerCast podcast where we're politically incorrect with our color commentary. And I ask crazy things about whether the oral traditions include fact-checking before they pass down from generation to generation, (laughs) if they have a politifact going on there, or whether someone who gives the wrong verbal expression of some kind of tradition, does that person get four Pinocchios? (laughs) More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. What good is a Big Berkey water filter? We get that question a lot here at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And in a word, the answer is protection. Protection from water main breaks, E. coli contamination, environmental chemical spills, pesticide runoff, chlorine taste and smell, and all forms of fluoride. Plus, Big Berkey water filters are the original gravity water filter system and most trusted on the market for a reason. Tested by multiple independent NSF EPA certified labs, they are the gold standard in water purification. At only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. That means big savings. Big Berkey, the one that's powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get a Big Berkey today at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit our website or call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. On Facebook, on the news, and in conversations with friends, we're bombarded every day with advice on how to be healthier. From gluten-free and non-GMO diets to how much exercise and sleep the body needs. But how much have you heard about alkalizing the body? AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are a holistic and natural way to get your body's pH levels back in balance. Just a few drops in water will help your body rid itself of harmful waste. And even the healthiest of diets can be complemented with your daily use of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Who isn't looking for more vibrance, vigor, and energy? Now buy two bottles of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops and get $10 off your order. Visit AlkaVision.com or call 800-518-7615. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops are packed with a powerful combination of the most alkaline minerals and compounds. Open the door to greater health, vitality, and zest for life. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health. Call 800-518-7615 or head to AlkaVision.com. This is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And one more thing. To find out about the Paracast Plus, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. PLUS.theparacast.com. Paul Eno, I guess when it comes to UFOs, you are obviously politically incorrect. <laughs> yes, apparently, at least uh, somebody in Area 51 thought so. Well, what, tell me uh, about the Area 51 thing then. Well, it was in 06, and I was down uh, giving a talk, or supposed to give a talk, at the MGM Grand to about 300 people, right? Uh, unfortunately, there was a blizzard here in New England, and I could not leave on time. I got there a day late and like there were 30 people. They rescheduled like 30 people showed up. It was awful. A day Everything late and a dollar short. Yeah, absolutely. Well, quite a few dollars short. Everything went wrong in this scenario and I got poisoned by the shrimp or something and I was sick in the room and you know, and even a nice hotel room gets, gets pretty bad after a few days. So I said, I'm going to get out of here. It was my last day. I had a rental car. I said, I'm going to go up to Rachel, Nevada, where there's this, the little alien is, and they have all these, it's a little restaurant near Area 51. They have all these cheesy UFO souvenirs and alien stuff. My sons will get a kick out of it. So off I go, and this is 150 miles from Vegas or, or something like that. 
the uh, you know Rhode Islanders never go more than five miles without staying overnight. So this was a big trip for me. You get off the highway, no cell service. And they tell you, make sure you have water and all this. So I get out to, to one of the outlying towns and I went through there. And then, and then the, the road forked where there was a little grove of trees and the road forked to the left. That's the one that went to Rachel. And in the middle of this were a couple of cars parked. I didn't pay any attention to that. And there was the sign, Extraterrestrial Highway. And of course, the state puts it there for tourism purposes. So I said, oh, it's kind of a wheeze. I'll get a picture of this. So I set up my tripod. I was by myself. I set up a tripod and I took a picture of myself next to this sign. $1,600 digital camera picture didn't come out. So I said, what the hey is this? You know. So then I noticed, and off to the right and the other road, is a, is a white SUV with government plates. And these two guys are kind of staring at me. So I'm an old reporter, you know, so I, I put up the camera to take a picture of them. The guy stuck his finger up and kind of waved it back and forth with a look that would curdle milk and said, don't do it. So I got in, kind of went on my merry way. They came around and started following me. Now, the, the speed limit on this road at the time was 70 miles an hour. They were like five inches behind my bumper. You know, I'm a veteran. I've been in such in some couple of tight situations, and you know, and I know what it's like to be scared. I was scared by the time I got to Rachel, and Ben will tell you I'm not easy to scare. So it was a Wednesday morning, and we're at the little. I'm at the little alien. Nobody else is there, and I um, went in, and the woman said, the, "The waitress, what what happened to you?" And I told her, and she said, "Oh, you, you were taking pictures of the park and ride for Area 51." I said, "What?" And she said, yeah, people from the, the town park under those trees, and the bus comes out and picks them up and, t- and takes them into the base, about 13 miles. And I said, look, you know, thousands of people must take pictures of that sign. So, oh, no, but you, she knew who I was. You are on a Wait list. a minute. She knew who you were? Yeah. Okay. How? Right. No, were you talking well, she, to Pat? That was the owner? I don't know if it was the owner, but no, she read, she'd read one of my books at one time. Right, sure. These people are into the paranormal around there because it's part of their living, right? So she said, um, oh, well, well, what was happening here was that uh, you're on a, on a, in a database of people who write about this stuff and research the paranormal, and they thought you were taking pictures of the license plates from the cars and were going to bother the people who worked at the base. They, they kind of didn't want to take the chance. So that's... What this was, he said, had you been off the road closer to the base, they would have hauled you out of the vehicle, gun to your head, and would have impounded the car, fines, 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 and, and you know, so it's a good thing you didn't turn off the road. They eventually did after about five miles. So, uh, and I said, you know, can you believe this? And she said, there, there was a geosynchronous satellite that watches whoever's driving along this road, because here I am in this red Plymouth, right? So uh, A red said, Plymouth, wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. So that that's uh, that's what that was about, according to this woman. So um, and, she, and she, the picture didn't come out because uh, they have stuff in the ground that prevents stuff from t- you know if you, if you point the camera in a certain direction. And I said, oh my gosh. So that that was the story of that. But it uh, I couldn't after that trip with everything that happened. I, I kissed the ground when I got back to Rhode Island, practically. But uh, very strange experience. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting uh, out there. I've I've I spoke at one of the little conferences that they have out there every year uh, at 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 uh, Rachel. Oh yeah, and uh, some of the stories I heard from the locals. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing that uh, that that place has just recently has been acknowledged as as being a real facility. You know, acknowledged by uh, 
by the government. So it's just amazing some of the stories that have come out of there. Um, oh yeah, well, she stories of in, invisibility suits, uh, you know, handprints being left on parked vehicles and and footprints uh, appearing around cars and and nobody being seen. That sort of thing. Some pretty well, interesting kinda, stories. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a medium talking to whatever it's talking to. You never quite know whether to believe these things. Now, of course, that's good for tourism, but it's also, you know, you just don't know what's a cover story for what's really going on there and what's not. And I think a lot of the stuff, well, I guess until this happened to me, I thought maybe the, a lot of the UFO stories were cover stories. But again, I'm wondering if it's not the, the, the issue might not be this multiverse question rather than, you know, visitors from other planet, or maybe it's both, or maybe it's neither. I don't know. Because we all know that uh, stealth aircraft and this sort of thing were developed there. And, and you know, I, when I was in the military, you kind of learn that things are really about 10 years ahead, technologically, of what the public knows about. So. Again, keep them guessing. That's the secret to keeping secrets is keep them guessing, you know, inaccurate information from. It's also the secret to a good sleight of hand magician. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah. Bill Hall being a magician, as a matter of fact, the author of the book we were talking about before. But but again, uh, you know, in the end, in the end, you really don't know what's happening. Uh, All you can do is speculate. Mm. I see uh, Gene has a note here for me that we have some questions for you, Paul, on our on our uh question thread at the uh at the paracast uh forums mm-hmm. so what i'll do is i'll go ahead and open that up while we uh while you guys continue i'll go ahead and get those questions dialed up gene well while he's piling up the questions we don't have a lot of time we have basically a little bit more than one segment of the show so this is going to be the fastest questions and answers you ever had you know it's not like the president is asked a question and he spends 25 minutes answering it paul you'll have about two minutes and then we'll cut you off or send a high voltage shock to your chair by okay. remote viewing or from an alternate reality. Because actually, you're not several thousand miles away in New England while we're in Arizona. You are right here next to us in the 17th dimension. Yes. <laughs> well, I never thought I'd try the electric chair. That's called vamping. Chris, you got a question? Yeah, this comes from one of our uh, very, very uh, diligent posters, Wade Ridsdale. Calls himself a paranormal master. <laughs> and he says, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I once semi-heard you, Paul, relate an experience with one of those entities that you describe as a parasite wearing a checkered plaid shirt. Uh, and he's wondering if he missed the context that it, it took place in. And he was wondering if you could refresh our memory. And plus, he says, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, well, Merry Christmas, too. Uh, okay, well, yes, the uh, the man in the checkered shirt is one of a number of uh, what they seem to be almost archetypal manifestations of what, in my in my experience, anyway, has been parasites. Uh, I encountered uh, probably the most uh, dynamic one in uh, Montreal in the uh, 70s, uh, also in the 90s in Rhode Island, and another time in Connecticut, and another time in New York State. Uh, and it, it actually is a man sort of walking around a corner generally, usually away from you in this plaid or checkered shirt. And in all four experiences that I've had with this, and it is known in the literature as an archetypal figure, uh, I interpret it as parasitical. So, th- th- and they, they were parasite cases that could have turned into poltergeist cases had the thing gotten enough to eat. So that, that's my opinion on that. It was an interesting outbreak in, in uh, Lawton, I think Oklahoma 
Let's just talk before... about that in our next segment, that outbreak. Okay. Because we're going to have an outbreak of something else now. <laughs> With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. For the independent-minded, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. The knowledge of the ancients, tried and true, trusted herbs and extracts fused with the latest nutraceutical science. Introducing the all-new Ancient Defense Herbal Immunity Blend, crafted with over 14 key ancient herbs and extracts to supercharge and prepare your body for what experts admit is the most dangerous season of the year. We have rejected hundreds of other formulations in our quest to bring you what is simply the most powerful and comprehensive proprietary formula that we have ever created in the realm of herbal immunity. For the last two years, our team has been working with top doctors, nutritionists, and chemists to develop the ultimate nutraceutical formulation. Experience the benefits of combining over 14 ancient herbs and extracts with exciting new advances in nutraceutical science. Now is the time to secure ancient defense for you and your family. Visit ancientdefense.com or call 888-253-3139. That's ancientdefense.com. Time waits for no one. That's why you should hurry to not miss the Freeze Dry Guy's end of year case lot sale. Go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663 to receive 20 to 25% off Mountain House freeze dried foods. Mountain House, the gold standard in long term storage products, include real freeze dried meats, entrees, eggs, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, 20 to 25% off now. Also, receive 30% off other selected Mountain House foods and receive 30% off selected Packaway brand dehydrated foods. Just call 866-404-3663 and ask for the freeze-dry guy. Plus, long-range patrol ration eggs and ham at superb discounts. But these are extremely hard to find and nearly gone, so call today. Ask about our LRP ice cream bars, too. Some items limited to stock on hand. And remember, the freeze-dry guy pays for shipping to your door within the lower 48 states. Order now. Don't miss out on the freeze-dry guy's end-of-year caselet sale. Call 866-404-3663 or visit freezedryguy.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. This is the outbreak of our final segment with Paul Eno. And I can't believe it's almost over. All right, Chris, you were about to ask another question from our listeners. and I was, but first I was going to mention a very interesting checkered shirt uh, connection here. There was a, a two-night period where a wild man, it was like a wolf man, the description was this wild, hairy guy that could jump two floors, uh, was racing around town in, in a pair of pants that were several sizes too small, and a checkered shirt, a red checkered shirt, <laughs> and then... Soon after, an outbreak of cattle mutilations occurred right around that same area. So, <laughs> bizarre yeah, correlation. You, yeah, maybe a question for you, Chris, and uh, maybe Linda Godfrey. Here's one from uh, Voices of the Voiceless, who's a new poster at, at forum.theparacast.com. And he says, hey, these, these parasites that you speak of, I'd like to know uh, about one time he's describing what happened to him. He was struck by something like a punch, but there was no physical element to it. It was more like my soul got hit, and the next thing I knew, I was on the ground, dazed and confused. My vision was a tunnel. Like I was, I guess a friend and his mother saw him collapse. His energy was drained completely. He was shaking, vibrating, and he says he regained everything after a couple of minutes. He wants to know, what are these things that feed on our energies? The shadow people? Do you know if these things shapeshift with our thoughts to what they might be? I mean, our minds project what we don't understand, and these things use our minds and memes to disguise themselves. He's just wondering what what could possibly explain that that wasn't some sort of physiological uh, problem that he had. Yeah, okay, well, th- that's the thing. You have to look at all possibilities before you look at a paranormal one. Uh, I've had things like that happen once or twice to me. You have to ask the right questions in order to get the right answers. Uh, again, I think you have to look at the multiversal idea that these things can come through at any one time, given the right circumstances, but not necessarily stay around. Uh, it might be sort of a pass-through sort of thing. And my question to to the writer would be, has this happened before or since again? Have you had any other paranormal experiences that might be connected? If not, it might have been just a one-time thing. Everything That said, uh, it sounds like there's a lot kind of the, the jolt that he received or punch could very well be electrical in nature. Everything about the multiverse and us is electromagnetic, really. And, and everything is electrical. Our, our muscles, our, our brain, it all works. Our nerves, uh, the synapses, everything works on electrical uh, pulses, really. And so does apparently everything else. And the, the, the glue that holds it all together is electrical. So uh, it could have been a natural electrical experience of some kind and no entity might have been involved with. Or it could. I'd really need to know more to answer the question with any more specificity than that. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for, for asking voices of the voiceless. Yes. That's an interesting avatar. <laughs> I guess he's one of our lurkers out there. And a lot of people feel that way today. Yes. It's uh, I think it's kind of pandemic at this point. 
<laughs> so where do you see the, the, these fields going, uh, Paul? Do you think that we're going to get some, some headway with uh, new thinking, uh, new you know, approaches at, at investigation, at research? Where, where do you see all this going? Do you think the, the I mean, you're very fortunate to have a young, young man who's uh, taking the torch and, and moving the, toting the rock down the field. Uh, do you see the young, younger generation getting involved to the degree and extent that, uh, that we need to move this thing forward? Well, I hope so. And I hope in, in the right way. Uh, I'm very frustrated with the ongoing popularity of the hobbyist approach to this. I was speaking at a, at a conference in see, was 03, 04, or 05, I can't remember which, in Florida. And I spoke there against my better judgment, but it was for beginning ghost hunters. The moderator asked us, okay, well, if you had you know, uh, one word of advice to give to the group, what would you say? I'd say, don't. You have no idea what you're doing. This is not bird watching or butterfly collecting. You know, you're dealing with something <laughs> that can really mess you up in all kinds of ways and can mess up other people. Yeah. And you see the, the pop ghost hunters out there who don't apparently have a clue. I mean, supposedly one well-known group uses my book, Footsteps in the Attic, as, as uh, at least has said that they use it, uh, but I, I can't see it in what they do. But barring that, I'd like to see more serious approaches to this, more broad-mindedness. Um, I think that, of course, the, the thinking that we're seeing in the UFO community is is maybe going that way. I'd like to see it in all areas of paranormal research. Uh, I don't have an awful lot of hope for that. Uh, modern science, you know, this mainstream science is just as bad in their own way, as far as being closed-minded and being uh, almost faith-based, in a sense, as the others. So, I, there, but some, I think good things uh, will tend to happen as opposed to bad things as we yeah. go, if people will simply be intellectually honest and have a little, maybe a little peer review and a little bit of discipline. Right, and turn off your approach. TVs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Remember, we're too intelligent, so you won't see us on TV. We can't Don't. have the idiot box on anymore. Please no. tell me. You know, we're, we're not the only ones you'll hear that from. Lloyd Orbach, you know, the legitimate parapsychologist, and oh, others yeah. will tell you the same thing. I don't know how Stan Friedman gets on, because the the the, uh, the UFO community is more intellectually tolerant of intelligence than the uh, ghost hunting groups are. I think. With some exceptions, I don't mean to generalize. Yeah, there, there are exceptions to that, but by and large, I think the popularity of these ghost shows has really skewed, I think, the field uh, towards, as you put it, uh, the hobbyists getting involved. And, and I, I don't see that as being a positive trend. In fact, I, I think you're right that it it's it's fraught with, with potential problems uh, for individuals and for, for people's emotional states. And uh, oh, you, you start tangling with some of these energies, uh, you better you better be ready. <laughs> we, we hear from people who were not ready. And I'll say, you know, I was involved in this, the ghost hunting group. We did this and, you know, it's, it screwed up my life. I brought something home with me. Nothing's been the same since. What do I do? Well, the best thing to do is not get involved in the first place. Well, that's one way of doing it. Yeah. yeah many are yeah. called <laughs> and even more bitten. Yeah, well, exactly. So uh, again, I don't have a lot of confidence in that direction. And another thing I object to is them. It's, it's sort of a de facto encouragement to get involved in the occult. You know, uh, hey, Lito, not just investigate the hundred thousand. Let's do a seance. Let's do this stuff, and all you know, all hell can break loose in a almost a literal sense. So it's it's, it's not a good idea, and I, I'd stay away from from that. There are some good books out there. There are um, occasionally some good um, good treatments on the air, but that seems to be mostly with the UFO community. I mean, I mean, the 
Bill Burns productions, uh, certainly UFO Hunters and uh, uh, Ancient Aliens. I mean, I think it, you know, there's it's not. I, I wouldn't give college credit for watching it, but I mean, it, it's it's uh, Bill is an intelligent guy, uh, very articulate, and produces some good stuff. Uh, Stan Friedman, certainly people like that. But on the ghost side, uh, maybe Lloyd Arbach. I like to think we. Ben and I contribute something to some kind of positive direction in that. Yeah, in Barry that Taft field. is another one. Barry Taft, yep. You know, we don't agree with about everything, but, uh, you know, I think it, it, there is, again, some intellectual discipline in that approach, and there is um, a certain amount of, um, of positive direction, I think, to, to, where, to where they're going. A little common sense always helps, too. Indeed. Paul Eno, can you tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you do? Okay, behindtheparanormal.com or newenglandghosts.com. Good places to start. Sounds like good places. We have many places where you can find us, which is good or bad. We're on Twitter. We're known as the Paracast. There are two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook, and someday we'll figure out how to make it one. But right now they say that do that, you got to basically destroy one to merge it with another and all the content. So that doesn't make much sense. So maybe we'll have three Paracast fan clubs. I don't know. We also have the Paracast Plus, our subscription premium service. You go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com to learn more. Basically, it's five bucks a month, 50 a year. You get an ad-free version of the Paracast every week with enhanced audio quality and also the exclusive politically incorrect commentary show after the Paracast at plus.theparacast.com. You can also get a free copy of one of Chris O'Brien's books, Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. How do you do that? You sign up for our free newsletter at theparacast.com. Theparacast.com. There's a little sign-up form there. The newsletter is free of charge. We don't inundate your mailbox with junk mail, and you get a free copy of the ebook version of Secrets of the Mysterious Valley. You also go to Chris's site, OurStrangePlanet.com. OurStrangePlanet.com. There you can check out his updates on all his research and buy a copy of any of his books, either ebook or print version. If you get the print version such as the new book Stalking the Herd he will autograph it for you and with Stalking the Herd he numbers it you always get number one every book goes out number one Chris, right? (laughs) right, Gene Paulino, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast and Happy New Year to everyone Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.